Welcome to the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for the Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. Thank you for joining me today, uh, this Christmas Eve. In our teaching segment, we will look at the birth of Jesus Christ and some of the surrounding events. And then our interview segment in the second half of the show is with Christian minister Duke Clark. Duke will share with us the heart behind Stories for Joshua. Uh, Stories for Joshua is a CD and digital download series that teaches children about God's protection, God's provision, and God's care. It'll be a a wonderful interview that I'm sure you'll enjoy. But before we get to that, let's take a look at God's Word. If you've got your Bible handy and would like to follow along, we're going to start here in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 1, as we look at the record of the birth of Jesus Christ and some of the events around that record. Um, It says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. Verse 2, and this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. This taxation here that it speaks of that Caesar Augustus decreed was literally an enrollment or a registration. It included a census. It took place in 3 BC for the purpose of all citizens to declare their allegiance to Caesar Augustus, and it was also in preparation for Caesar's 25th anniversary of power, which would take place in 2 BC, and it was also the 750th anniversary of the founding of Rome, as well as Caesar Augustus's 60th birthday. A lot of things going on. This registration would have taken place in the fall of 3 BC, after the crops had been harvested, but still before the winter weather arrived. The Roman Empire would not have called for a census in the winter as it would have been just too cold and too wet for travel with the roads in poor condition. Also, we'll read about the shepherds in this chapter. They were in the field watching their flocks at the time of Jesus Christ's birth. Shepherds were not, and they are not in the fields during December in that that part of the world. In December, because of the weather, the shepherds and the flocks, they would be in a sheltered area. There are many, many sources out there that list September of 3 B.C. is the time of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. You could get a list of those sources from either a search on Amazon or a Google search. It's Actually, it's really not even until the 4th century that December 25th became the date to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. In the pagan cultures at that time, December 25th was the celebration of the birthday of the sun, S-U-N, The choosing of December 25th to celebrate Jesus Christ's birth was a compromise with paganism to bring pagans into the denominational Christian churches that were forming at that time, and primarily the big one was the Roman Catholic Church. And all through the book of Acts, we can read, which, which spans many, many years, it's never mentioned that the Christian church celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm definitely not against Christmas because it does gives a, give us a, a great opportunity to speak of Jesus Christ and all that he has accomplished to us. I find many times at this time of year, 
people are much more receptive to receive the gospel because the birth of Jesus Christ is the common knowledge of what we're celebrating here at the time of Christmas. So the important truth to remember is that our Savior was born and that he accomplished eternal redemption for each of us. You know, we can celebrate that wonderful truth every day. Now let's continue back in uh, the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 2. We'll continue here in verse 4 to read of the record of his birth. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Being wrapped in swaddling clothes, this is what Joseph and Mary did to Jesus, is an Eastern custom. In biblical times, children born to royalty, they were salted and swaddled. Jesus would be both salted and swaddled. To be salted would be to be washed in water that had salt in it. The salting would represent truth and honesty, indicating that Jesus would have these qualities in his life. And to be swaddled, Jesus would be wrapped in fine linen about two inches wide, and it would be wrapped around his body from his head to his foot with just the opening in the face being uncovered. This swaddling would represent that Joseph and Mary would choose to raise Jesus to be upright and that he would be free from crookedness. And this is interesting, too, because the swaddling clothes, they were left on for only a very, very short time. And we're going to see where this ties in when the shepherds and the message they received from the angel. Jesus was of a royal line, being the Son of God. And, he's, and he was a descendant of David, and he was an heir of the throne of David. Well, back in Luke chapter 2, let's continue reading here in verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were very afraid. Verse 10, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Wow, what a tremendous message of good tidings and great joy, and it's for all people. Verse 12, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The shepherds didn't wait around. They immediately, they went quickly to find the baby Jesus lying in a manger. Jesus was still in the swaddling clothes, as the angel had said to the shepherds. God's timing is absolutely perfect. 
Look at verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. The shepherds went everywhere, talking about what they had seen and what the angels had told them regarding Jesus, that this day the Savior, Christ the Lord, was born. Wow, what a a tremendous honor those shepherds received, those humble shepherds watching over their sheep in the field, humble hearts that would be obedient to God's direction, the message given by the angels to go see the babe lying in the manger in swaddling clothes and then to proclaim this good news that's available for all mankind. Well, continuing here in verse 18, it says, And all they that heard it, wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, she kept all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. What a wonderful record that is of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at a couple of verses here in the Gospel of uh, Matthew where it talks about the birth of Jesus Christ as well. And in Matthew chapter 1, let's start here at verse 18. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was in this manner, when as his mother Mary was espoused or betrothed to Joseph, before they came together she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, He was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. That's an amazing record. Joseph believed the word of God spoken to him by the angel because Mary was pregnant before they got married. Uh, In that culture, in that time, he had every right uh, to not marry her, to either have her stoned or to put her away privately. And he was thinking about putting her away privately, uh, sending her off, away from the family, away from the city. Well, the angel came and said, no, (laughs) what the baby, the child that is in Mary is conceived of the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, it says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and he took unto him his wife. Men and women every day acknowledge the birth of Jesus Christ. Every time they date a letter or date a check, in the great accuracy and in the study of God's word, the study of history and astronomy, it is available to see that Jesus Christ was born in the fall of 3 B.C. On December 25th, we commemorate his birth. He lives today at the right hand of the Father. Someday, maybe today, he will return to gather us unto himself. After we return from this short break, we will be joined by Duke Clark, and he will share with us the heart behind Stories for Joshua. Be sure to visit the SolutionRadioShow.com. 
This is the Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, exploring God's solution for all mankind, for all time, Jesus Christ. Our guest today is Duke Clark. Duke is an ordained Christian minister who lives in Colorado. He's the founder of Good News Publications. Duke has developed the series Stories for Joshua. Stories for Joshua are stories from the Bible as told by a first-century grandfather, uh, teaching children about God's protection, God's provision, and God's care for his people. The series is available for both digital download and a CD format. I'd like to welcome Duke Clark to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Duke. Hey, thank you very much for having me. Hey, I do want to, before we get into the questions, um, I noticed on your Facebook posts that uh, you're, you are also a high school football assistant coach, and you won the state championship uh, three out of the last four years, and it was early December. Congratulations on that. Hey, that's correct. Thank you. Yeah, we had a good time. That's an awesome accomplishment. Well, what are the stories for Joshua? Well, the stories for Joshua are, uh, my concept was to be able to reach a generation of children to teach them the message about God's love, care, provision, and protection by covering the major stories of the Bible. And it follows um, something I read years ago from uh, Bishop Pillai, which talked about a grandfather telling the stories of their family to their children. And so in this uh, story that, and the process that goes, the grandfather sits down now with the youngest member of the family. He's already taught the older brother and the older sister. And he covers all the major stories of the Bible from Genesis through the first century church, uh, teaching Joshua uh, the background and the principles and the heart of God through those stories. Okay, now can you give us the heart behind the stories for Joshua in the sense of uh, why did you choose this type of a project? Well, when I was, uh, at the time, I had two young children, and I thought about, uh, as every parent does, how am I going to communicate God to my children? And I knew it was going to be a longer project than uh, for their lives. Maybe it would be for my grandchildren and for generations after that. So that's really the the heart behind what I designed to do was to be able to, in the 12 CDs, thinking that maybe you spend a month on every CD, that so through the course of a year, you could teach the entire Bible, uh, all the major stories, to your children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the, that's the process that we followed. What did you, is there like a certain age group that you would recommend to play the CDs for? You know, I, I've had as young as three, <clears throat> and then as old as seven or eight, and in fact... I've even had uh, teenagers and adults that hear them are entertained by them because they talk about things from the scriptures that they hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. So, but the main focus is between three and eight, I think, because that's a time when a children's when a child's imagination is at full swing and when they can really uh, see things and understand things and believe in a big way that they're part of a story like that, and they can imagine it and play the characters and do all of those things. Now, one of the main characters being Grandfather, can you give us some of the background of that character and where their knowledge and understanding of the Scriptures came from? Well, my thought when I first uh, came up with the idea was that the Grandfather would have been uh, a teenager, a young teenager, with 
the shepherds in the fields in Bethlehem when the angels came and announced the birth of the Messiah. And so he would have been a part of that announcement, seeing the birth, and then you add another 30 years on that, so that makes him maybe 40, and he hears about this Messiah up in Galilee teaching and goes up to Galilee, joins Peter in a fishing crew and follows Jesus through the the hills there, and then comes back down to Jerusalem and follows and is able to see his life and his ministry as well as the trial and the crucifixion and be an eyewitness to the resurrection Mm -hmm. and the day of Pentecost. So time frame, it all fits, and then he's able to give first account um, story, you know, first account to those stories, as well as going back into the history of the Old Testament and things that were a part of his people. Uh, they're in a village between Jerusalem and, and Bethlehem, a fictitious village that I put up, and he's the elder of the city, and so uh, it allows him to be able to follow the scriptures, but be able to tell the whole story. Like, what was it like for the walls of Jericho to collapse? What was it like, um, you know, to uh, see different places, uh, even takes his grandson Joshua up into the wilderness outside of Jerusalem where Jesus would have spent 40 days and 40 nights so he could get a feel for it. So that's woven in all those stories as well as life lessons with his friend that he plays with every day and and, and that's the makeup of the stories that we have. Yeah, that's really cool because it just makes it come so much more alive as if it's an eyewitness actually relating what happened. Exactly. Right. Now, now, you cover records from both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Can you tell us a little bit more of some of the other records that are covered in addition to what you've already mentioned? Well, we start out, of course, in Genesis and cover uh, Noah and um, Abraham and Joseph in that first uh, volume, and then the life of Moses in the wilderness, and then it moves into Joshua and the Judges. We cover the life of David, King David, pretty extensively, uh, the prophets Elijah and Elisha. Then we go over a volume that covers a lot of the major kings, um, some of the and some of the bad ones too, because I wanted to give, you know, some of the kings that didn't do as well as some of the other kings, just to give a perspective. Uh, and then the prophets, kind of leading into the captivity in Babylon with Daniel, and um, and then the early ministry of Christ with John the Baptist and then the later ministry of Christ with the trials and the crucifixion and resurrection. And then volume 12 is a little bit about the first century church. Um, grandfather having fished with Peter and being a friend with Peter, Peter even shows up at one point in the story, and, and he tells some of the stories uh, to Joshua as well. And even during that time, um, Grandfather had an encounter with Paul, so he gets to relate everything basically through the book of Acts. Wow, that's wonderful to start way back in Genesis and go all the way through Acts as well. Yeah. Um, now, what's your vision of how families could use stories for Joshua? Well, two things, really. Um, my original thought was that uh, the parents would sit down with the children at night when they go to bed, and they could listen to these as bedtime stories. The parents would be with them, they could listen together. And there's a booklet that goes along with each volume that has questions and answers, some on content, some on visualization, some on imagination. Because listening to these stories, I want the children to really use their minds and see and feel and experience this situation, and they can have that discussion with their parents. Um, 
as they go through the booklets. And then the other aspect could, could be used is either with homeschooling or with Sunday school lessons, because it is um, a very formatted thing from beginning to end with a process of questions and answers on critical concepts and themes as it goes through the scripture. So it could be used as both. Now, do you have any other projects that you're currently working on? And and if so, could you tell us about that, what you might have coming up? Well, I've done uh, some extensive work on Psalm 23 and Psalm 91 and Psalm 139 in particular, um, where I've um, taught those psalms in in what we call an expanded version of really what those verses mean, not just the, the verse itself, but what is the heart behind the verses, and what are the redemptive names of Jehovah as they are involved in each of those scriptures. So it's a very fun project for me to go through uh, the Psalms and and see our connection and our relationship with God. Um, And I I teach classes about every two months uh, over the phone lines, um, teleconferences that I do, which I announce either on my... uh, Facebook page or on the Good News Publications Facebook page. Okay. Now, how can our listeners order the CD stories for Joshua? I think it's also digital download as well. All right. If you go to Good News Publications, and that's plural, dot com, uh, everything is there. There's a demo uh, CD to give you a little bit of a background of a story. There's a free download of a story so you can see what it's like. And I also have a a uh, 10 to 12 minute presentation about my thinking behind the whole and my vision behind the whole project that you can listen to and get some feedback and some feel on that. Uh, so all that's available at goodnewspublications.com. Okay, I'll put a link up on our website to goodnewspublications.com where people can order those if they desire to. Yeah, that's wonderful. Now, we only have about a minute left. In closing, do you have an encouraging verse from God's Word for our listeners today? Well, the one, that, of course, that sticks in my mind is Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Uh, again, my vision of being able to reach a generation of children and present to them a God that they really desire to have a relationship with, a God that they really want to be a part of, um, you know, that's the whole thought behind it. So I think that's the verse that kind of sticks in my mind the most. Well, that's wonderful, Duke. I really appreciate you taking the time to put together the stories for Joshua. Um, I, I did listen to the one on the website, and we'll direct our listeners as well as our website visitors to goodnewspublications.com where they can order stories for Joshua and get in contact with you too as well, Duke, if they desire to do so. Thank you so very, very much for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, listeners, for listening today. We really appreciate it. It's Christmas Eve tonight when uh, this show is being played. I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, look to your Heavenly Father to supply all that you need. If you have time, please visit thesolutionradioshow.com. The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com, along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.